Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur with your host, Steve Kidd, third-generation minister and 30-year business coach. Listen in as amazing, world-changing authors, speakers, and coaches share their struggles and victories and hear from best-selling authors' insight into how you, too, can live your life as a thriving entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome to Thriving Entrepreneur. Thanks for being here with us today. I so appreciate getting to be able to spend some time with you today as I share with you some great guests and we hope give you some insight into ways that you can up-level your business, things that you should be doing, things that you really need to know in order to have the biggest impact you can possibly have in the world. There may possibly be no larger impact that you can make on your business these days than to really truly embrace digital marketing. There is the whole world of being able to promote your products online and have you know ads online on Facebook and Google and all those different places. There's perhaps no better way to really, really get your word out there. All over the world you can do that via the internet. Um, digital marketing is so powerful and of course those of you that know me know you know I've been in internet space since well really since before the internet was considered to be the internet and um, I can tell you from experience um, as well as example upon example of people that I know that have gone from nothing or being completely unknown to literally having worldwide recognition because of their online presence. Your online presence is so important. I want to take a second out here to remind you, I shared it with you last week, but I want to share it with you again. Um, my good friend Errol Abramson. Errol is a multi-billionaire. He's had 47 companies that he started. Every single one of them have been successful. He's taken them all the way to successful completion to either uh, launch them as publicly traded companies or sell them profitably. Uh, multi, multi-million dollar companies and even a couple of them are billion dollar companies. Errol wants to coach you one-on-one. -on -one. A direct, intimate coaching with Errol where he's going to talk to you every week for at least two hours and be available to you essentially 24-7 via email. Um, you know, a package like this normally would cost you somewhere in the neighborhood of twenty-five dollars to $50,000 for the month. One session with somebody at Errol's Caliber is usually going to, in fact, by itself, run you five dollars to $25,000 easily. Errol wants to do the whole month of coaching with you, pour everything he's learned in his years of experience into you, and he's willing to do that for only $5,000. If you're interested, please get in contact with me. Um, you know, you can just reach out to me and, uh, you know, let me know, hey, Steve, I'd like to uh, get to know more about having Errol do coaching with me. I'd love to hook you up with that. You see, again, I'm talking to you, some of you live on the radio, many of you are listening on, uh, you know, podcast forums and different online things. 
it's a perfect example of even when we're sharing things that our friends are doing, how important your online presence is. I mean, think about it. Um, they say these days that if a person is going to, for example, buy a car, they go online and they research it. There are so many sites that you can research it, but one of the biggest places that you can get the information you're looking for is in social media. You can make a post on Facebook, for example, and say, hey, I'm looking at this car, you know, and give them the specific year, make, and model, um, doing, or even just the type of car. Have any of you had any experience with that? Or you can go on and say, hey, you know, I need to get a car that has the ability to be able to have seven people in it because my kids, you know, they need seatbelts and all of that kind of stuff. What vehicle would you recommend? Um, you know, you can have discussions about should I, uh, you know, should I get a minivan or should I more go with more like a seven passenger SUV? And what are the advantages and disadvantages of each of those? Such a powerful example of ways that you share almost on a daily basis in digital marketing without even knowing you do. But when we become intentional with our online presence, with the way that we are approaching the world and telling the story of who we are. You see, there's an old phrase that sometimes drives me crazy, I gotta tell you, um, and it's the concept that uh, word of mouth advertising is the best form of advertising. Well, I gotta take exception to that because here's the problem with pure word of mouth advertising. You have no control over what's being said. Yeah, sure, people may be saying great things about you and you may have people coming in the door because so-and-so said you know, that you should check out this guy for whatever this service is. But the truth of the matter is, is that although recommendations from other people can be absolutely, just like we were talking about a minute ago with the car, can be the most profound type of referral you're going to get. It only is going to be if you're controlling the message. Are you aware of what your online presence is, what your digital footprint is, what people are saying, both good and bad? There's going to be things out there that people are going to say negative about you. Um, there are so many sites like, um, you know, the Better Business Bureau site. You can submit a complaint about a company to that. And I'm going to tell you a dirty little secret. I actually have some good friends that work for the Better Business Bureau, so I'm not dissing them. But one of the things that I learned is, is that if you want to dispute that, you're going to need to pay a fee to the Better Business Bureau in order to be able to dispute what that person's saying. You see, there's a lot of those kind of things, and if we don't intentionally control the narrative, we can at some point go out and do a search for ourselves and find that there is a lot of things being said out there that we don't want to be said. The reverse is true, too. When it comes to advertising, we want to advertise powerfully and effectively in a way that is going to put out the exact message we want to, but also is going to do it in a way that the people that we're trying to reach are actually gonna find it. 
if we're not using the words that the person that's searching for us is using, they're not going to search our phrase. They're going to search with the words, the concepts, the phrases that they are thinking. We need to understand and know that. There are so many nuances in digital marketing. And so today, we're gonna spend some time with a couple of really great experts, really fun interviews that I did with these folks that are going to share with you how you can up-level your online presence, how you can really make the biggest impression possible by controlling your digital marketing. And in doing so, you can find yourself living as a thriving entrepreneur. We're going to take our first quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with some great information on digital marketing here on Thriving Entrepreneur. Don't go away. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to WeHelp youthrive.com check us out and find out how you can be a best-selling author today welcome back to thriving entrepreneur this is steve welcome back thanks for listening to thriving entrepreneur today we're going to deep dive into digital marketing into really impacting your clients by having the right things that are out there on the internet that are promoting advertising. And even when you then do ad campaigns, you know, you buy an ad on the site, the things that you should and can do that are gonna make that the most effective. There are some couple of really great guests here, and I'm really looking forward to introducing them to you. This first guest, I love the things that she's gonna share with you in this, because if you're listening, and I would suggest you take notes, if you're listening, you're going to get some key insights into the way that the person you want to purchase your product is thinking and how you can directly approach them in a way that gets their attention and turns them from somebody you wish you knew to somebody that you're glad is a customer. Join me in welcoming Chris Sugaton. Hey, Chris, how are you doing today? Hey, Steve. I'm great. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Yeah, well, I, I'm i the founder and CEO of Sugatanda.io. We are a e-commerce growth hacking agency. So we work with a lot of uh, people who are just starting their e-commerce business, and then we take them to seven and eight figures. You just say that so flippantly, and then we just take them to six or seven yeah. figures. 
seven or eight figures. Oh, seven or eight figures. Okay, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, having been in internet space for a couple of minutes, you know, since 1996, um, I know that there must be a system behind that. So tell me what, um, I mean, obviously, they'd have to work with you to get all the secret sauce, but what's the, what's the secret? How can you take somebody to seven or eight figures, and how quickly can you do it? You know what? Um, everybody has a product, right? Um, and we work with e-commerce products, but everybody has a product to sell, whether that's their personal branding or, um, or, or their coaching services, anything along those lines. Um, in this case, uh, a book. Um, and really everything is around the way the story around that product is crafted. And we create very interesting stories that get um, a completely cold, ice cold audience that has never heard of the brand um, to convert and buy into the product. So, um, we are just really crafty storytellers. That's really, that's really the, the secret sauce for us. Mm, I like that. Okay. Good words there too. Ice cold to, uh, to customer. I like that a lot. So, um, you know, you've been doing this for a couple of years. Give me some examples of some people's success that you've had. Yeah. Um, there was one guy, he was actually a former gambler and he was this Russian guy um, who decided to get into the beauty niche of all things. Um, and I think it's because he just really loved women that he wanted to create a product around something that would allow him to be surrounded by women, to be honest with you. <laughs> but he actually came to us with like a, a, a eyelash product and when he first came to us he had the ugliest uh, i mean the most terrible looking landing page and i remember thinking oh my gosh he's making a hundred thousand dollars per month off of this really ugly landing page in the beauty niche <laughs> and i remember just being so um you know it, it was it was hilarious to me um but in four months we took him to about seven hundred thousand per month in revenue and then two months after that we crossed the 1.1 million per month threshold for him um okay well, what we're happened say after those time frames <laughs> again and how and how quick in four months, he was doing uh, around 120, well, when he first came to us, he was doing about 125K per month. And, and in four months, we took 700,000 per month. Um, then two months after that, so in six months, we took him to 1.1 million per month in the beauty niche. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> so, um, all right, you said you, you could help um, authors. Person has a book, you know, I mean, I'm assuming that probably his product sold for a little bit more than the, you know, typical $2.99 an ebook's going to sell for and, you know, $9.99 or $14.99 that a print book's going to sell for. But um, let's do a mock-up right now. How would you um, pitch somebody about getting their book um, out to the point where they could make seven or eight figures with it? Or would you even promise them that was something that that's low, that low of a price? Well, a question for you. One, one important question. Is it a fiction or nonfiction book? Nonfiction. Nonfiction. 
nonfiction. Oh my gosh, if you're yeah. creating a nonfiction book, you must have such a um, uh, such an amazing story to tell that is going to provide value to somebody. So you really need to think um, who, what is going to be the most valuable thing that this reader or would-be reader is going to take away from the book that is going to literally change their life. Um, you have to think about that. Then you also have to think about, um, in addition to that, what is the one thing that you can tell them that the reader can apply into their lives right now, right? Um, that if they were to actually apply it, they will see a significant impact um, in their life or they'll see the, the improvement in their life. Um, your you lead in with that um you the there are you know uh, we are top line revenue growth people what we specialize in is getting a completely like i said ice cold audience to convert literally the first time they've even heard of you right that's what that's what we're good at and the way that you get them to convert is you really speak to um something that um, is either they're missing in their life, let's just say, I, I mean, can you, can you give me a little bit more, Steve? Is it like nonfiction, is it autobiography, or is it like a how-to, is it oh, no. you know, so marriage, you know, relationship? Yeah, yeah. usually authors, speakers, coaches. So we'll use, um, I wrote a book last week, um, literally. Um, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're short reads, um, because short reads are always more powerful. And okay. because they follow that format exactly what you're saying, we take a point, we make it really clear, and we make it, you know, so the person has an action from that point. So the book I wrote, wrote last week, we'll just use it as an example. Um, mm -hmm. The title is called Clarity is Powerful. Um, and it's Great. about the three things that you need in your life to be clear to then be able to do that thing that you're meant to do in the world. Amazing. So to live with passion, basically, like imagine, oh my gosh, I think this is something that so many people uh, want to be able to do in their lives is to, um, to, to have the, you know, to live with passion. And in order to get there, you, you're showing them how to get clarity in that, right? To, to achieve that. Um, so, you know, I think that like, for example, we're uh, one of the catalysts in growing these businesses exponentially is through ads on social media. Although you don't really have to invest in ads, you really just need to craft a really fast, quick way of capturing people's attention through some kind of visual format, right? That could be your hardcover book, or that could be a short video of you explaining what the book is about um but you really the first three seconds needs to um really uh stop their thumb and they'll stop the thumb let's say on you know if you post it on instagram or if you post it on facebook what what is a th thumb stopper is you communicate their biggest pain point you're basically in that first three seconds you have finished the thought in their head you're in their you're in their mind it's like it's like as the voice in their head and if you say 
that thing that triggers them in the first three seconds, you have achieved one of the most difficult things, which is stopping the thumb. Then uh, after that, you, your job is to get them to pay attention um, after three seconds. So whether that's reading your copy or, you know, your, your job is to get them to click through to read more, right? Or to learn more and to go to your landing page or let's say your Amazon uh, page where the book is, um, where they can buy the book. And then that's, you know, your closer right then and there. Um, so you really need to understand who you're speaking to and understand and, and then write copy in a way that is like getting inside their head. You're the voice in their head. You're finishing the sentences in their head because you know what it is that is keeping them up at night. Okay. All right. <laughs> do, no, I like what you have to say here. So um, do you think it's realistic for a person to think that a product that's selling for, you know, three to $10 can pop that seven or eight figure? Um, or are they looking at really needing to have like 10 to a hundred books all selling at that in order to get there? Oh yeah. I mean, obviously at a $10 mark, um, you want to get to that $10 mark, like that $9.99 mark. Um, 100%, you know, we are growth hackers. And what growth hacking just really means is um, we, for us, we think about where our customers are roaming on the internet, right? Um, and it's not just thinking. We, we use um, competitive intelligence tools. So, for example, let's take a book that you um wrote last week you know i would basically one of the first things that i would do is i would look at a book on amazon that is from a very popular author that has sold millions and i would look at um, all of the reviews from the people who read that book and it's going to um talk about what you know we call this copy mining um, this is what actually helps us create the copy for the products that we're trying to sell. We go through the 100 reviews. You can hire somebody for $4 an hour to do this for you. Put them in an Excel spreadsheet and extract all of the common words that uh, those hundreds of reviews are saying over and over again. Is it pain? It relieved me from my pain, right? Um, it, uh, it gave me so much um, relief, right? Um, I shed tears, you know, I cried uh, when I read this book. Um, all of these commonalities that everybody is resonating with, um, you're starting to speak their, their uh, you, you start to understand what's really important uh, to that demographic, if that makes any sense. And so that is really how you can capture people's attention right from this because um, it's proven already. The data is already out. You're not the first to come out with this book and you're not the first to sell it, right? Um, there is already somebody historically and most likely three to 10 books on that same topic that have um, sold millions already. And all of the information for you to develop your copy, around is already online. All you have to do is sort of dig in there and, and, and start to, uh, that's how you can start to understand the psychology 
of the people who are most interested in that topic. Does that make sense? We call that oh, yeah. um, competitive Absolutely. intel copy mining. Yeah, and so then you can sort of, you know, you start to understand, okay, you know, people, you start to understand, like people say in Amazon reviews anyway, they start to say things like, oh, I have two kids or I have three kids or I'm divorced or I have my husband and wife or whatever, if it's male or female. Um, and you begin to sort of understand who that person is. And then you start to think, okay, where, where are they hanging out online? That's where you want to be to start introducing your book or to be an authority over that niche. Um, that's how you can start, you know, driving traffic to your landing page, essentially. Um, and, you know, without having to um, advertise, um, you know, we've, uh, in, in my agency, we spent zero dollars on advertising. Um, and yet we were, today, my team is 28 people. Um, you know, we, we crossed the, the 1 million threshold in a year within my agency, right? So it's, uh, it's just about really knowing what the problems of the people you're trying to serve and then getting in front of them as much as possible. Hmm. Good stuff. I hope everybody that's been listening yeah. has been taking notes. Um, you know, uh, to some extent you're preaching to the choir to me, but I ain't just <laughs> loving what you're saying. So let's talk. I'm a glad bit. you agree. Yeah. <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the resistance. You know, I mean, if you really have the ability, and I'm not doubting you do at all, um, to help somebody go from zero to seven or eight figures, why doesn't everybody do it? I mean, what is the resistance that you're getting from people? Wow. So um, there, I actually just wrote about this this morning, about the three traps that are common for uh, newer entrepreneurs. Um, and the very first one is um, people focus on branding a lot um, and they, they actually focus on branding first and then product um, second. Um, branding is, um, you know, how do I relate this to, so, you know, um, for example, like, spending too much time on um, the sort of like the about you, um, spending too much time on how the, the, the cover looks, you know, and the design of it, spending too much time on how a graphic that you're promoting the book through, like let's say through a digital flyer, um, spending too much time on that and, and really not allocating the time to making sure that your content, the product itself is superior. Um, and, um, and, and making a lot of branding decisions that supersede your, your product decision decisions. Um, and, uh, and so a lot of times these newer businesses, they focus too much on branding. Um, and they're put as a result, they're not able to convert um, a, cold, a cold customer profitably, you know? Um, and uh, yeah, it's a trap, you know, because uh, the entrepreneur wants to look good. They want to put out something that they're proud of in terms of how it looks aesthetically. They spend too much time on the website, for example, um, and, and sort of, you know, tinkering with the font color and how they, you know, um, but ultimately, it's really about your product. Is your product actually um, 
do its job in servicing the people that you're trying to service? Does it actually solve problems? And that's what a lot of entrepreneurs sort of don't, they, they divert away from that. They don't understand the importance of it. So when we come in, we tell them, you know, forget your branding for now because you're not even a company yet. <laughs> um, you have to focus on, you know, defining your product and, and getting your product to the market and seeing how the market responds to the product and then refining from there. Um, so, you know, that's number one uh, on the list. There's two others, but um, I won't go into that because then I can talk forever. <laughs> that is awesome. Oh, wow. I want to just keep you on for like an hour and just keep interviewing you. Um, all right, so um, let's get practical. Let's, um, let's give sure. people some actions. Um, sure. You know, of course, obviously the best thing would be just to hire you. But um, before they get to that point, what are some things that people should be doing to grow their business, to really make money online? Well, let's talk about um, the people for us, you know, you really have to focus on uh, driving those sales and you really have to focus on driving sales profitably, right? You don't want to spend, um, you know, let's just say an ad, uh, boosting an ad for $70 and you got nobody to buy the book. Um, so you don't want to do that. But what I actually recommend, um, this is our formula for success, is um, design what I call profitable tests, okay? Um, let's just say that you are trying to find the right title for your book. Um, now, it's really costly if your book doesn't have the right title, right? Um, because there was, uh, gosh, I remember before Tim Ferriss came out with the four hour work week, there was a book exactly like Tim Ferriss's content, <laughs> but it was called How to Automate Your Business. <laughs> it was just simple how to book. Um, and, uh, it was exactly the content that Tim Ferriss had and it was up on Amazon, had no sales, barely any sales. And if you look at Tim Ferriss's four hour work week, it has thousands and thousands. Uh, I mean, it's, he sold to millions already and has thousands and thousands of reviews on Amazon. Um, so title is very important. You need to design pro what, what I call profitable tests. These profitable tests are you thinking about what is the cheapest way that I can uh, get the best title for the book? You know, because you coming up with it in your living room is not going to be the best way. You need to get feedback. Um, so for, you know, just spend, I would just spend $20 to do a really quick AB test um, on Facebook, for example, for people who follow Tony Robbins or people who follow, um, you know, uh, uh, anybody else that is like Tony Robbins or somebody, some, some sort of author that people follow within the niche that your, um, that your book is, is targeting. Um, just spend $20 because that $20 has a high ROI. So I, you know, if you find yourself not sure, and, and you don't even have to spend $20, you can go to Tony Robbins's Facebook group and, 
you know, send a survey out, <laughs> just post a survey to all of the members there and say, hey, which title do you guys like best, A, B, C, or D, and you'll get people voting. And that is a free way to sort of start to gauge and understand how uh, strangers, not just, you know, your family and your friends, but strangers who are like the people that are going to be your readers, um, getting their feedback. There's so many ways to do it. And I actually, I, uh, the, the best thing to do is actually sit down and design profitable tests when you encounter a roadblock or you're not sure what to do next. Um, and keep testing, keep testing, keep failing, keep making mistakes. Inside our agency, we actually encourage everybody to make mistakes. We encourage everybody to fail really fast and just make and, and just make sure that those tests and failures are still profitable. They're small, profitable tests. And um, then we uh, make sure that there's a system in place that they don't make the same mistake again, that they're constantly improving. So um, that's that's my number one recommendation that applies to everybody. Just uh, don't, don't do analysis paralysis, design profitable tests, and you can get creative with it. That is great stuff. <laughs> Chris Sugatan, um, and uh, Chris, what is the best way that smart people who want to engage with you and have you take them to seven or eight figures would get in contact with you? Um, yeah, you can actually just introduce yourself. We have an exclusive private email list, um, which uh, we encourage people who are high performers or who are very ambitious to apply for a private email list. And this is where we give our best strategies in growth hacking, essentially. Um, growth hacking profitably and bootstrapping your, 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 um, your sales and your revenue. Um, and that's going to be at Sugatan, S-U-G-A-T-A-N.io slash list, L-I-S-T. <laughs> Perfect. Well, Chris, uh, like I said, we could have gone on for hours. This is great stuff. Probably yeah. have to have you back again to talk with us. But I really appreciate the time and the insight you gave to the listeners today. I hope I hope um, somebody takes, uh, you know, some actionable out of it. Uh, and thank you so much for having me, Steve. It was a pleasure. That was such great information. I hope you were taking notes. Really important to know and have an effective approach to your online marketing. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back here on Thriving Entrepreneur. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. 
All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today. Welcome back to Thriving Entrepreneur. This is Steve. Welcome back. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur. I hope you're getting a lot of great information out of this. I've got more for you. I have another great guest that's going to continue our conversation about digital marketing and really give us some more great tips on things that you can, should do to be able to really have the most effective online presence and really reach the people that you want to reach. Are you ready for it? Let's jump right back into it. Join me in welcoming Voltaire Palmston. Hey, Voltaire, how are you doing today? Hey, Steve. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Absolutely. Glad to have you here with us. So tell us a little bit about who you are and how you show up in the world. Sure, sure. So um, I own a digital marketing agency. Uh, We're based out of Los Angeles, California. And our specialty is pretty much helping local businesses, those with brick and mortars in particular, establish an online presence, uh, get caught up to speed, if you will, in the uh, technology world. What we found is that a lot of these um, brick and mortar businesses that have been around for a while have been either slow to adapt to change or are just reluctant to change and kind of establish themselves in the digital world. So, you know, establishing things like a Facebook business profile or an Instagram page or things like that. We've found that talking with a lot of these owners, they are hesitant to change their ways, I guess you could call it. So as a result of that, you have these platforms that are essentially quote unquote born in the cloud, like your Amazon, your Google, um, all of these shopping networks that are kind of coming in and taking over the the market share of online shopping. And in today's market, you know, it's essential that they have some type of online space in order to compete with these big behemoth uh, uh, box corporations, if you will. So we essentially give business owners the tools and the knowledge to at least have a a, a, uh, fighting chance against the Googles and the Starbucks and the Amazons and the Walmarts of the world. So, you know, not Google necessarily, because that's where we advertise, but, you know, against uh, places like the Walmart, Target, your big box corporation type stuff, we want to give the local business owner that's worked so hard to be where they at and where they are at uh, in this present day to essentially continue on that legacy of having that store, that brand, that name, should they want to pass it down to future generations within their own family or however they want to choose at least it'll be there, at least it's adaptable to the online space. And we're just here to support them and kind of get their name out there. And, uh, and we, we help them with every step of the way. Awesome. Yeah, um, digital marketing is so important for business owners who, and it's so ironic to me because you would think in 2019 there would be none of them, but there still are a lot. For those <laughs> that are resistant still to uh, adapting digital marketing for their company, can you give us some solid reasons why digital marketing is so important to your company these days? Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's a great question. You have to think about your target audience and your target customer. Now we're coming up to the decade, I should say, of when the baby boomers are starting to 
you know, they're getting older, obviously. And now it's the millennials and Generation Z, or I'm not even sure what the name is now, but it's this younger demographic of people that are shopping. And these, this, gener- this up and coming generation was raised online, essentially. They, they look up reviews before they go to a place. They look up where the address is online. They look up, um, you know, what if their friends or, or any other of their social network have been to this particular location. So it is essential that a lot of these businesses have all of their listings correct. Um, and just essentially have a name out there because if no one knows that you exist outside of your, you know, one or two mile radius of your physical location, you're pretty much it. Uh, you, you cater to the same customers, but that can only last for so long. And the lifeline of any business we believe is, is leads and customers and new customers at that. So we, we need to make sure that these businesses are all up to date on all their social media platforms. It's, it's actually really funny to um, <clears throat> to see how this new generation interacts with new businesses when they land on a business's website that doesn't load within three seconds, they bounce and they, they're off to the next one. They're off to the competitor. So that's kind of the thing that we want to address and want to make sure that these business owners know it's essential to have all of these things in place, all the foundation is set and make sure that... Uh, all of their pieces are in place so that when some new customer does stumble upon their business and it will be online, uh, that, that they're not hit with a wall of slow load times. There's no website. The address is incorrect. The phone number is incorrect. You know, just these small little details that the business owner shouldn't have to worry about. That's essentially where we come in and we want to take away one less thing for them to worry about so they can focus just on providing great customer service um, once we do drive that customer to their location. So when you are thinking of tips and tricks, what are some of your favorite things to get to do for businesses to help them get traffic to their site? Um, advertising is a great way for businesses to really get their brand uh, out there and, and, and increase brand awareness. I know a lot of businesses are very hesitant to uh, advertise, but it really is uh, the way that a business is going to get their name out there. Besides, there are other ways such as like social media marketing where they constantly have to post um, uh, or keep up a blog or update their site with new deals or promotions. So it's a lot of work. And then we found that a lot of these business owners are just overwhelmed with keeping up with the new platforms. So something very simple as running a a advertising campaign that promotes a lunch special or uh you know get a a discount on getting your tires changed something very very simple Uh, it's amazing to see the results that people can get just from advertising and i think it comes just with uh there's a bit of hesitation that just because most of these local businesses have either worked with a marketing agency that wasn't as experienced and they might've been on the cheaper side or, you know, they figured that they would get a good deal if they went here because they advertised that they can do advertising for their business at a much cheaper rate. And in this realm, in this industry, you kind of do get what you pay for. And it it leaves a, a very bad taste in the business owner's mouth once they've been burned, you know, by XYZ 
fly-by-night operation agency because of course in this age a lot of people have also gravitated towards the digital marketing space um, because it's a low barrier to entry and if they do know something even a little bit of marketing as far as as how to put up an ad and all that on Facebook then they figure they can target these businesses that have zero clue and don't want to learn about it so it's a kind of an uphill battle but um, <clears throat> you know just going back to your point and your original question I think that advertising is definitely a quick and easy way to essentially test market validity uh, test your promotion test your offer it's very very simple to do and it's a very simple test to run and with the reach that social media platforms have it, it's insane the the audience that that can kind of uh, uh, react and engage with it you know uh, a classic example is um, is like say you had a male dominated uh, industry or you think you do anyway so you sell things like power tools or you know something that's just that's always been uh, the genre has just been skewed more towards male and you want to advertise to this male audience because you have this new promotion coming up well did you think about the audience that are the spouses or the women or the the girlfriends the wives of these males and what season is it? So is it uh, their birthday? Is it Christmas? You know, a lot of times when we do run advertising, we test a lot of different audiences and it comes back surprising to the business owner that, oh, wow, I got more engagement from the female audience interested in buying power tools for their husbands than direct response to the husband themselves or the male themselves. So it's uh, I would say that that a great tip is just constantly test. And, and that's what marketing essentially is, is just test, tweak, test, tweak, and make everything optimized and better than it was, you know, a week ago. So that's, that's pretty much my tip for that, for uh, anyone who wants to do that type of thing. Have you ran into recently anybody that says that they still do advertising in the yellow pages? <laughs> <laughs> that's actually pretty funny um we do we we uh you know we we do have some of the um die hard still want to advertise in a physical book uh yellow page type of deal and we've gone as far as meeting some business owners that will actually change their business name so that they show up first in the yellow pages so they went from you know Bob's plumbing to triple A plumbing. So now all of a sudden, now they're in the A's and they show up in that first spot in the yellow pages. Uh, to be honest, I don't even know where to get yellow pages anymore. So, but you, we have, we have run into business owners that still want to go the old school way. And that's kind of what I was alluding to. And there are some very diehard um, stuck in their ways. Like this is the way that it's been done for the past you know, 10, 20 years. I don't see any reason to change it. And we see it, unfortunately, as time goes on, that the business starts struggling to keep up with the market and to keep up with the audience and generating new customers. So, you know, it's not to say that the Yellow Pages is, is not a viable option, but there are so many more ways to advertise your business and also be able to measure the exact output or the result that you would get from that advertising with yellow pages uh, you put a spot on the yellow page or put up a billboard or even a sign or flyers like the old school route you don't really know what your return is on that 
uh, are people seeing it? Did people call you directly from the yellow pages? I mean, how many are, are actually, you know, uh, resulting in a conversion? It, you, it's very hard to measure. Whereas everything that's digital, you can get very, very granular and very, very precise in knowing which advertisement drove that customer into your store or which advertisement is resonating the most with your audience. And you can even get your audience details, the demographics, what they're made of um, as far as like gender, age, um, what are their other interests, things like that. So it's very, very specific and it's, it's a great time to get into digital uh, just because of that fact. You're able to measure what you put in and then take almost an exact measurement of what you get out of it. So something like putting a dollar into advertising, you get $2 back. So you know it's working. So I know that a lot of people are going to want to go further with you and we'll talk about that in a second. But for the people who are just dipping their toes into it, they're finally going to take a chance. What is one thing that a person could do themselves to just, you know, kind of try out digital marketing? Something that's really, really simple, and, and we've actually been surprised at how many businesses don't do this, is Google is essentially the largest platform in the world, and Google has a service that's called Google My Business, GMB. Um, it's, it, it's essentially when you look up a business name or, you know, say, for example, you know, plumbers near me or something like that, and Google will pull up a list of those types of service-based uh, businesses into their search results. Google My Business is something simple where people can go in, essentially claim that listing, so you can check to see, and it's amazing what information Google already has about your business, and check to see that the address is, is correct, the phone number that they have listed is correct. Um, you can even see reviews that have been posted about you, and it's, it's such a simple, and it's completely free to do. Um, you just go to, you just Google, Google my business, um, and it'll show you exact instructions on how to claim your business. It's just a simple verification process for all businesses. to let it's Google essentially know, yes, this is my business. This is the information. It is all correct. So when people do, uh, do a Google search for whatever it is, then it pops up and it's all the correct information and people aren't frustrated, you know, trying to call a number that's been disconnected for two years or something like that. So that's, that's essentially the, the place that we would tell all businesses to start with because it's such a simple process and we're amazed at how many people have not yet claimed their business on Google and it is already there. Uh, it's just waiting to be claimed. So, you know, and it's a completely free service. It's a step-by-step -step process. And that's something that people can start with just because they already have the audience. The, the audience is already looking, actively looking for their service. But, you know, it, it's very frustrating for even you as a customer to look up a business, call the phone number, and it's disconnected. And then you try and look for other phone numbers that are listed. And you just say, you know what? Never mind. This guy has the next uh, competitor has a correct phone number. I'll just call them, and it's just you know, and businesses lose out a lot um, on that type of thing. That's something so simple. Absolutely, we all know a number of times when we've called for a plumber or an electrician or something like that, and if nobody answered the phone, we just call the next person. Exactly, and it, it's it's amazing to me. Um, 
you know, that, and that's another, I guess that's another point that we can get into a little bit is this, the sales process itself is completely different from the marketing process. Now, me and my agency and, and all of us, we, we will drive the traffic to your website, to your landing page, to your business, to your, and, and get people to call you. But at that point, we are pretty much hands off unless we get further deeper into our services. But that at that point, the sales process takes over. So it's amazing to, um, for, for, for example, for business owners to call me and say, you know, you did not generate uh, X amount of leads this past month like you said you would. Well, we have records and we can show them, okay, well, Mr. Business Owner, this is how many phone calls were made to your business. And out of 10 phone calls, nine of them went straight to your answering machine during business hours. So <laughs> at that point, we, we really don't know what else to, to tell them other than make sure your sales process is correct. Make sure your sales process is optimized to be able to handle the traffic that we will drive to you. Um, and that's something that a lot of business owners don't really pay much attention to um, in the fact that you will get an influx of traffic. You will get an influx of new inquiries uh, once you start an advertising campaign or any kind of uh, marketing campaign. Are they ready? Is their sales team ready to handle whoever the new prospects will be? And can they essentially, quote unquote, close them? I, I hate saying that, but yes, exactly what it is. It's just selling them the service that that person is looking for. Um, so we just want to make sure that when we do enter a contract with a business, that their sales process is optimized so that they don't come back to us saying, well, marketing doesn't work. Advertising doesn't work. This is, you know, it's just all hearsay and, and hype. Then it really doesn't work. So. So Voltaire, if somebody wants to go deeper with you and have you help them with their digital marketing, how can they contact you? Uh, it's simple. Go to uh, kaizensigmaco.com. That's K-A-I-Z-E-N-S-I-G-M-A-C-O.com. Or they can Google Kaizen Sigma and my business will pop up. Uh, that's our agency website. Um, there's a bunch of information there about how we work. There is a contact form down at the bottom. They can schedule a call with us. And um, yeah, we just hop on a phone call, see if we would be a good fit to work with them because we don't accept just anyone, there are certain criteria that we have to make sure that we have the best possible outcome from working together. Last thing we want is to take on every single customer and tell them, yes, we can make you a million dollar brand by next month. Absolutely not. <laughs> so it's just a, you know, it's just a quick little phone call, just a chat and see what your business is and, and uh, how you run things and what's working, what's not working and kind of essentially prescribe the best possible solutions. Um, and sometimes maybe that's not even our agency. Sometimes, you know, we have colleagues that we can refer them to that would be a better fit rather than, than spending their money with us. Cause that's the last thing I want is for a business to be upset or not get the results that we promise to them or, or at least try to get for them. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you spending some time with us here on the show today, Raltar. Thank you so much, Steve. It's been a pleasure. That was so much great information from both of these guests, and I hope that you just have pages full of notes. 
I love it when I'm able to bring guests at this level to you that can share with you things. You know, I mean, a lot of times, and yeah, most of these companies will do a free consultation with you, but then when you engage with them, you may be looking at needing to spend, you know, five, ten thousand dollars a month to be their initial client and to share some basic tips, some things that you can get started with or expose you to somebody who maybe needs to be your next, um, the person you need to hire to handle your online presence. I love bringing those level of guests to you. It is extremely important that you really truly do have your eye on the prize as it were, that you are in control of the narrative that is what's being said and what's being done online about you. If you don't control the message, somebody else will. And my hope is that whomever is saying those things about you are saying positive things about you. But again, as I said at the beginning of the show, if you're not controlling the narrative, there's no way of knowing. It could be great stuff. It could be things that you're like, ooh, Man, I wish somebody hadn't said that. You know what I mean? Um, And so either way, we really want to effectively share our message with the world. Now, I can tell you, because I do this every day, the foundational element of marketing yourself, of saying, this is who I am today, but it wasn't always that way, and this is what I've learned. Let me share with you a tip on how to be able to handle this thing that I now do better than I did before. See, we're not talking about perfection. We're talking about, hey, I'm better at doing this than I was before, right? Okay. The foundational element to making the impact that you want to make in the world starts from that book. If you do not have a bestseller, you're missing One of the, it would be kind of like, um, you know, I think of the story in the Bible, you know, third generation minister, about the man who built his house on the sand. And I remember hearing a Bible story about the, you know, the other guy built his house on the rock. He dug down deep beneath the sand and found solid rock and built the foundation of his house on that. Your book, your bestseller is what does that. And you see, the world needs to hear your stuff because you are uniquely brilliant. You were created for a purpose and the world needs you. I want to do everything I can to help share you with the world so that your online presence is strong and powerful. And so that you can live every day of your life as a thriving entrepreneur. Thanks for listening to Thriving Entrepreneur today. If you want to get your question answered, send an email to questions at wehelpyouthrive.com. We look forward to you joining us again next time. You've heard Kathy and I talk about it. You've seen the workshops. You have watched as others of your friends have become a best-selling author. And now it's your turn. Let me ask you this. What would being a best-selling author do for your business? 
Over 80% of people surveyed said that they want to write a book, which means that if you're listening, you probably are one of those people. Now is your time because you have a message that needs to be shared. That message is not for you. It's not for your ego. It is because it serves other people. Kathy and I are here to help you share your unique brilliance with the world. All you need to do is go to wehelpyouthrive.com, check us out, and find out how you can be a best-selling author today.